0: Cancel your unwanted subscriptions by going to rocketmoney.com Wondery. That's rocketmoney.com Wondery. Rocketmoney.com slash Wondery.
1: Tonight, the country shatters yet another record with the numbers worse than when the coronavirus was rampant in New York. 67,000 cases in a single day. And this deadly projection the U.S. could surpass 224,000 deaths by November. One model says 40,000 American lives could be saved by wearing a mask, as the world's largest retailer says all customers must shop with a face covering. Plus, the testing crisis. Thousands waiting in line in Florida to get tested. Breaking news. The Twitter accounts of Obama, Biden, Apple, and other high-profile users are hacked at the same time. Tonight, who's behind the attack? Fauci fires back the country's leading infectious disease expert, calling recent White House attacks on him bizarre and urges his critics to, quote, stop this nonsense. Back to school fears. A teacher in Texas says she's writing her will before she returns to her classroom this fall. Tonight, which states are and aren't reopening their schools? Racing to a cure, the encouraging news about Moderna's COVID vaccine. But tonight, new questions about how long the immunity lasts. Floyd's final moments. For the first time, reporters get access to body cam video from two of the officers charged in George Floyd's death. What the new evidence shows. And the 90-year-old who climbed a mountain without ever leaving her house.
2: This is the CBS Evening News with Nora O'Donnell, reporting from the nation's capital.
1: Good evening, and thank you for joining us. We are going to begin tonight, as we unfortunately so often do, with more records being shattered nationwide, and another startling projection of how many people will likely be killed by the coronavirus in the coming months. Tonight, one of the leading models used by the White House says to expect nearly 90% Thousand more Americans to die from the virus by November 1st. Well, that alarming report comes as the surge of infections sweeping the U.S. keeps expanding. 41 states are now seeing spikes. More than 67,000 new cases were reported nationwide in just the past 24 hours. That is yet another one-day record. In Florida, where infections have grown by more than 100,000 in a little over a week, lines to get tested just keep getting longer. Well, tonight, the country's largest retailer, Walmart, and its largest grocery chain, Kroger, say they'll start mandating masks for customers in all of their stores. Several states, including Alabama, are also issuing orders requiring face coverings. Now, as the pandemic worsens, the White House appears to be walking back attacks on the nation's top infectious disease expert, releasing this photo of Dr. Anthony Fauci meeting today with the vice president and saying a negative op-ed about him written by a top Trump advisor, wasn't authorized well dr fauci is responding tonight saying people should focus on the virus rather than playing games there's clearly a lot of reporting to get to tonight and we've got a team of correspondents covering it all cbs's manuel behorkes is going to lead off our coverage tonight from the hard-hit miami good evening manny
3: good evening nora over the past week florida has added on average more than 11,000 new coronavirus cases a day Miami-Dade County's ICUs have reached their traditional capacity and are relying on surplus beds to treat patients. As thousands across Florida once again packed testing sites, military medical personnel arrived at overwhelmed hospitals in San Antonio. New cases in Texas were down, but the state set a single-day record for coronavirus deaths. Austin's convention center is set to become a COVID field hospital next week. I
2: got tested yesterday for COVID-19, and the results came back positive.
3: Oklahoma's Governor Kevin Stitt became the first governor known to be infected, but said he won't enact a statewide mask order. Alabama's Governor Kay Ivey did.
4: I'm calling on everyone, everyone in our state, to practice personal responsibility and wear a mask.
3: The order comes on the same day the world's largest retailer, Walmart, announced it will require customers to wear face coverings in all U.S. stores starting Monday. A similar order for all Starbucks stores went into effect today. And there was this warning today from Chicago Mayor Lori Lightfoot, who said the city was on the precipice of rolling back reopenings if young people do not follow safety guidelines. I won't just turn the car around. I'm going to shut it off, I'm going to kick you out, and I'm going to make you walk home back in Florida the state's emergency management director compared the state's response to a hurricane but one complicated by politics
0: when a category 5 hits
5: nobody argues whether it was a category 5 no one says no it was a category 2 and in this disaster we're arguing over everything
6: i was just trying to check up on
3: you and in the meantime contact tracers in the state's hard-hit working-class community of Hialeah are trying to isolate those who have been exposed to positive cases. You start
6: contacting this person and this person, and then you make like a map. So you don't let the virus spread more than that. So that's my job, kind of put the pieces together.
3: Sisters Valeria and Laura Castaneda are among the 1,200 volunteers in a startup tracing program headed by Larkin Hospital's Dr. Jack Michel, who told me long testing delays are complicating their efforts.
5: So if you look at the responses from government and hospitals, ourselves included. All we talk about is how many more beds we can add. And what we really should be talking about is how can we go find this virus in our communities and keep it from spreading. Manuel Bohorquez,
3: CBS News, Miami.
7: This is Janet and in Texas, where Mary Strickland has been teaching middle school 22 years, and she loves it. Thank you for teaching us. You're the nicest teacher in the building. But the sign outside her Fort Worth home describes how the 53-year-old feels about going back, terrified, Fearing the worst, she's making end-of-life plans. I'm very concerned about my health, about my life, and that's why my husband and I decided to write our wills. While President Trump pushes to get children back in classrooms...
4: We have to get the schools open.
7: Health officials suggest the new daily infection rate should be 5% or lower to reopen. Of the nation's 10 largest school systems, only New York and Chicago meet that threshold.
3: You can't treat all schools the same, because they're in they're, they're in different phases of the outbreak.
7: School districts like Philadelphia are offering a hybrid of both in-person and remote learning. But the number offering online only is growing. Oakland, Atlanta, Nashville, joining Los Angeles and San Diego. And yet governors of some states, including Florida and South Carolina, insist on a full reopening.
4: We must do it safely, we must do it carefully. We must do it.
7: In Texas, marching orders like those are off-the-chart frightening for Mary Strickland. I would say that on a scale of 1 to 10, I'm at about a 25. And tonight here in Houston, the nation's eighth-largest district just announced plans to delay the start of the academic year by two weeks, and then it will be online only until mid-October. At that point, parents will have the choice of sending their children back into the classroom or letting them to continue learning online. Nora?
1: Still so many concerns and questions for parents. Janet, thank you. Today, Dr. Anthony Fauci said he believes the U.S. will have an effective coronavirus vaccine by the end of this year. One of the more promising candidates is a vaccine being developed by Moderna, which is based in Massachusetts. CBS's Carter Evans reports.
2: As many parts of the country begin to lock down again, one thing is becoming clear vaccines are the best answer. Infectious disease expert Dr. Paul Offit says there's reason for optimism after drugmaker Moderna's encouraging clinical trial. 45 people received a vaccine. All of them developed antibodies that can fight the virus with minor side effects, but there's also caution. If this vaccine does work, we don't know for how long. We don't know for how long. We don't know how safe. That's because the vaccine has so far only been tested in healthy young people. The Phase 3 Moderna trial starts at the end of the month with 30,000 participants in COVID hotspots. Then comes the biggest question of all. If this vaccine works, can we get enough of it
5: quickly? The government has already started and paid for the manufacturing of the vaccine On the order of hundreds of millions of doses. So, if the trial data come in positive, we will have doses to go around in the country.
2: Even then, scientists won't know how long antibodies from a successful vaccine will be effective. Evidence already shows antibodies from people who've had the virus tend to weaken over time.
6: We want a magic
2: bullet. We want this to end. We all want this to end. But this is an elusive virus. One of the COVID hotspots where they'll be looking for trial participants is right here in Los Angeles, where yesterday alone, there were more than 4,200 new cases.
5: Nora?
1: Carter Evans, thank you. There is breaking news tonight on what appears to be a major security breach at Twitter. The accounts of several major companies and public figures have been hacked in a scam. CBS's Chris Van Cleve joins us now. And Chris, what do we know?
5: Well, Nora, these mystery tweets started popping up late this afternoon and seem to target high-profile users with millions of followers. The accounts include former President Barack Obama, presumptive Democratic presidential nominee Joe Biden, Kanye West and his wife Kim Kardashian, Elon Musk, as well as billionaires Michael Bloomberg and Jeff Bezos, as well as companies like Apple and Uber. The tweets seem to be a scheme to get Twitter users to purchase Bitcoin, that's a cyber currency. The accounts claim to be a partnership between a cyber health group and celebrities encouraging others to collectively donate 5,000 Bitcoins destined for a supposed community health care partnership. The hackers reportedly have been able to get more than $100,000 in this scam. A cybersecurity expert tells us this is likely a hack of Twitter, not individual accounts. Twitter is calling this a security incident and says the company is looking into it while taking steps to fix it. Nora.
1: Remarkable indeed. Chris Van Cleave, thank you. And as we mentioned at the top of the broadcast tonight, Dr. Anthony Fauci is speaking up in his own defense, calling attacks on his credibility from White House officials bizarre. President Trump's trade advisor, Peter Navarro, has openly challenged Dr. Fauci's record on fighting the pandemic. CBS's Paula Reed reports tonight from the White House.
6: President Trump insists he is on good terms with Dr. Anthony Fauci, even as direct attacks are launched against the top doctor from the West Wing of the White House.
4: We have a very good relationship with Dr. Fauci. we're all in the same team.
6: But the president's trade advisor, Peter Navarro, published a scathing op-ed Wednesday in the nation's largest paper, accusing Fauci of being wrong on the benefits of masks and border closings early in the pandemic.
3: I can't explain Peter Navarro. He's in a world by himself.
6: President Trump has made similar criticisms of Fauci, but today tried to distance himself.
4: Well, that's Peter Navarro.
6: Dr. Fauci, seen at today's coronavirus task force meeting at the White House, called Our the efforts to discredit him bizarre, we'll never, we'll especially a- when the pandemic is raging.
3: They realized that was a major mistake on their part because it doesn't do anything but reflect poorly on them.
6: In an interview with Nora for InStyle magazine, Fauci said, I don't like to be pitted against the president. The administration is also under fire for its decision to reroute critical hospital data on COVID patients away from the CDC to a private database at the Department of Health and Human Services. The move could make the data less transparent to the public and researchers and hinder the fight against the virus.
1: What they are basically doing here is cutting the legs off of CDC. They are denying it the essential information they need to make decisions and to inform the American public.
6: And news tonight from the Supreme Court that Justice Ruth Bader Ginsburg is out of the hospital. The 87-year-old four-time cancer survivor was admitted to the hospital on Monday. Yesterday, she was treated for an infection, but the court says she is now at home and doing well. Nora.
1: Glad to hear she's recovering. Paula Reed, thank you. Tonight, police body cam video is helping to fill in some of the details of what happened the night George Floyd died in police custody in Minneapolis. One officer is charged with murder, three others with aiding and abetting him. Here, CBS's Jeff Pegues.
4: This cell phone video isn't the only video showing the moments leading up to George Floyd's death. This morning, by appointment only, a Minneapolis judge allowed the public to view body camera video from the officers involved. Thomas Lane and J. Alexander King had their cameras activated when they arrived on scene. He starts saying, I can't breathe numerous times. WCCO reporter Jennifer Merrily, who saw the video, says that when officers tried to get Floyd into a squad car, the situation really deteriorated. It's where
6: Floyd starts adamantly saying that he is claustrophobic, that he doesn't want to get in there.
1: He's asking the officers to stay with them, to roll the window down.
4: Body camera video transcripts last week revealed that Floyd told the officers he couldn't breathe more than 20 times, and that Chauvin refused to ease up, saying, no, he's staying put where we got him. Floyd's family blames the training and attitude of police, and today sued the four officers and the city of Minneapolis. It was the knee of the entire Minneapolis Police Department on the neck of George Floyd that killed him. The family lawsuit also reveals what it says are George Floyd's final words. About 30 seconds before he closes his eyes, he says, please, I can't breathe. Nora.
1: Jeff Pegues with those disturbing details, thank you. And there has been a lot of speculation about what might have happened if we'd never shut down businesses or schools, just let life go on as normal. Well, they did just that in Sweden, and many now believe the experiment failed. Deaths and unemployment are both soaring. CBS's Elizabeth Palmer reports tonight from Sweden. A
6: trip on Stockholm's subway is like time travel back to the pre-COVID world. I stick out like a sore thumb. I'm the only one wearing a mask. Sweden's approach was lockdown light. No gatherings over 50, for example, but bars and restaurants stayed open, and so did primary and middle schools, as research showed the kids didn't spread the virus. Are you happy with the Swedish government's approach? Happy is a strong word, but I'm still satisfied, yes, I am. But at what cost... Sweden per capita has one of the worst COVID mortality totals in the world, 30% higher than the United States. Helen Gluckman says Sweden's policy utterly failed her 80-year-old father, Jan. He was squeezing my hand when I was talking to him, but on Wednesday he was. He
8: didn't know you were there?
6: I think he heard me. When Jan tested positive for COVID, instead of sending him to the hospital for treatment, his care home gave him morphine, and he died. Have you lost faith in your government? Yes, of course, I've uh, lost faith in, in the government. But will that government change tack? It had better, warns epidemiologist Nella Brusselaar.
0: If there is one
7: country in Europe where there will be a second peak it will be most likely Sweden.
6: Elizabeth Palmer, CBS News, Stockholm.
1: At least 20,000 fans are expected in the stands at tonight's NASCAR race in Bristol, Tennessee. It is the first major sporting event in months to host a large in-person crowd. Fans will be socially distant and masks are also required. An attack today on New York City police officers was caught on surveillance video. This happened as protesters, both pro- and anti-police, clashed on the Brooklyn Bridge. At least four officers were hurt, including the chief of department, the city's top uniformed officer. Thirty-seven people were arrested. This week, 100-year-old Captain Tom Moore will be knighted. He's raised more than $40 million for charity by walking his garden. Turns out he's not the only one stepping up. Here's CBS's Roxana Saberi.
8: I'm off. In a remote corner of Scotland, 90-year-old Margaret Payne set out to spend lockdown climbing a mountain. I'm walking up the stairs, pretending I'm climbing Sulvan. Sullivan is one of Scotland's most famous mountains. To reach its peak, Margaret calculated she'd have to scale her stairs 282 times, a climb she did when she was 15. She started this journey on Easter, averaging three flights a day, aiming to raise around $13,000 for charity. This is the tricky bit. Whenever her artificial knees began to ache, she took a break.
5: It's dark chocolate. It
8: gives you energy and it's very good for you. By the time Margaret summited a few weeks ago, online donations from around the world soared past half a million dollars. I never knew that a flight of stairs could make so much money. I never knew that either. It's amazing. We can all scale our own mountains, she says, and make a difference at any age, one step at a time. Roxana Saberi, CBS News, London. And Margaret says she is going to fundraise for
1: local charities until her 91st birthday in December. Keep walking. On tomorrow's CBS Evening News, our visit to the Red Cross, why blood donations are needed more than ever during the pandemic. And if you can't watch us live, set your DVR so you can watch us later. I'm Nora O'Donnell. Good night.
0: If you like the CBS Evening News, you can listen early and ad-free right now by joining Wondery Plus in the Wondery app. Or on Apple Podcasts. Prime members can listen ad free on Amazon Music. Before you go, tell us about yourself by filling out a short survey at wonderycom survey. Hi, this is Jill Schlesinger, CBS News
7: business analyst, certified financial planner, and host of the Money Watch podcast